Yeah, first of all, let's talk about the title of the episode, When a Stranger Calls, a 1979 horror movie. We're starting to see the theme of old, kind of well-known but not known uh, horror films from, from the 80s and 90s. And the episode before, um, The Town That Dreaded Sundown, was also a horror film. Um, this 1979 horror movie was also rebooted in 2006, and it seems to be Scream Before Scream. It deals with a killer on the phone. Yeah, well, I mean, the first 20 minutes are very iconic from When a Stranger Calls, just as the first 12 minutes are very iconic. And Scream, Wes Craven took a, took a lot of yeah notes from that scene. I guess that scene was very memorable and very uh, important at its time, that first 20 minutes of When a Stranger Calls in 1979. So where are we when we open up this episode with our characters? So it's the first episode of the season that does not start with a Jughead narration. We jump immediately straight into to the phone call that Betty received at the end of last episode. So Betty's getting blackmailed. Uh, we also learned the Lodges are losing money. And Jughead is on the path to becoming a serpent. And Archie has ended the Red Circle. That's where our four mains are at right now. Yeah, so Archie immediately telling his father, hey... Um, I'm done with this red circle business. And his dad's like, I can't, man. I'm so happy to have my son back. Typical Fred. So classic Fred. So back to the lodges. Uh, we're at the lodges. They're, um, they need capital. So mm-hmm. um, that means new character. New character new alert. New character alert. And the new character we meet in this episode is the St. Clairs, specifically Nick St. Clair, who was a character in the Betty and Veronica comics in a one called Bad Boy Trouble, where he was a smooth-talking teenager biker nephew of the Anderson family. So it would be related to Archie. But uh, Nick St. Clair in this episode has no relation to the Andersons that we know of. They're just this affluent family from Veronica's past life as a New York. His catchphrase was a saint. I ain't fitting. Um, Certainly is not a saint. Fitting. Very episode. fitting to this episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. A, a theme. A mm-hmm. Saint. He ain't. Um, one more thing about that, that scene. Uh, beautiful. Just like kind of kind of like frame of, of the lodges sitting there with with Hermione on the desk. Reading, reading a beautiful, a crisp newspaper. Oh, so uh, we've been... the Riverdale Times? Uh, it's not the yellow and it's not the it's golden. Riverdale Register. Riverdale Register. It's the one that Betty's mom writes for. It's the one they're building a bomb for. They're, yes. Um, so this newspaper, um, on the front, it says Northside Team Stabbed by Serpent, which we remember from last episode. But next to it, we know... So when we check in with the lodges, Hermione has a paper open, and on the front page is a story, Northside Teen Stabbed by Serpent. And then below it, we zoomed in and saw another story. Which I think is, is probably one of the most spectacular, most amazing story. This should have been the headline, um, it, probably national, national news, Yeah, um, that somebody in Riverdale had cured cancer. What? That's what, literally what it says, right? And, man and cures cancer. Local man cures cancer. No local one, man. So it was somebody man. from Riverdale. And no one's talking about this. Also, wouldn't you think that would be a selling point for um, Hiram's new uh, th- structure he's building, which he has the open house for? He could be like, yeah, you want to live here because a local man here cured cancer. Why wasn't the local man celebrated at this event? Like, why was it? Was he there? Is I don't he know. the black Where, hood? where like, is the local man that cures cancer? Who is he? I can't believe no one talked about it the whole episode. That's no. that's I mean, it's almost like that insert from Simpsons of like the old man yells at Cloud. Like right. like like where is this? I feel like rolling halfway, you know, we're a quarter into the season. I feel like 
that could come back to play pretty big. Front page of the paper, and all we're talking about this episode, well, we talk about something else that makes front page of the blue and gold. Yeah, so, and also how long was this article about the teen who got stabbed? That that was at least two pages. She's reading on the inside more about that story. Mm-hmm. So that's front page story was so long and the local man curing cancer was just kind of a sidebar on the front page that's like what that I mean. might have been i don't know maybe 500 words on it if that that is unbelievable i still can't believe no one else brought that up the whole episode then nick st Clair rolls in uh spectacular fashion um literally like i feel like they just like a high schooler just wrote his 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 lines like they, they were very specific to high school just like whoa pussycats like turns me on <laughs> like just like the most high school juvenile lines ever like i don't think i would ever see like some cat ears and be like ooh, what's this it's kinky yeah like never be like cat ears vagina like that's literally where his brain went well yeah he's like this is kinky stuff you got a, some cat ears here i'm like what are you what, what? it looks like no a lot, like have you ever seen a taylor swift video like what like um well, you know has seen a taylor swift video yeah <laughs> me too we're gonna get that to that in just a little bit um but before the st Clairs even come roll into town uh veronica is hanging out with like her friends in the student lounge and she's gushing about like the good old days her bad girl days right yeah, what does she say? She's like, oh she's, yeah, we were like friends. We were like, she's we were super, the will they, won't they? Yeah, she's super giddy. Um, she says we were the uh, will they or won't they in our jet set, and then Archie, and then Archie doesn't say anything, and she just goes, Archie, Archiekins, don't be jelly. Well, he does come over. He's like, oh, who are we talking about? Yeah, and just he didn't even hear. She's like, Archiekins, don't be jelly. It's just the ghost from my bad girl's past. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, explain. Yeah, like what? What bad? What if Continue. I said that to you? If I was like, I had a bad girl past. Well, we know that, but like I just and I, I this guy who I'm going to introduce you to, we were will they or won't they? What would you say? Okay, uh, then Jughead, we go to the south side. We see Jughead. Jughead has a difficult decision to make. Yeah, Jughead is deciding to join the serpents. I bet he just goes for the whole, you know, if you can't beat him, join them mentality. So in order to be a serpent, he has to go through initiation, much like a fraternity or a sorority. Uh, and one of the things. Uh, the first time when they kind of give him, I guess it would be in Greek life word, a bid, uh, he gets, they come while he's sleeping at night, they come into his bedroom dressed in what you described as, <laughs> supposed to look like snakes, and they hand him the beast, which is Hot Dog. Uh, hot Dog is in the Archie comics. It was Jughead's dog. And apparently a backstory on Hot Dog in the Riverdale show is that Cole, who plays Jughead, uh, was really, really wanted this dog and insisted that it was a sheep dog, like in the comics. And uh, the creator had a really hard time finding the dog, but they finally found the dog. The dog made his first appearance in season one, and now he's back. And apparently he smells, and this is the third hot dog. And part of, of uh, Jughead's initiation is he has to take care of this dog. Yeah, we, we're like, I wouldn't, if it was like initiation night, and they're like, yeah, uh, tonight's the night we uh, drop the dog off at his house. I, I wouldn't have participated that night. Yeah, you'd be like, I, you know, this this is maybe not the right fit for me, I feel like. We're no, no, I just, no, I just mean like I'm part of the serpents. I, like, I, I respect them. I, I get it. But it's just like, I'm not going out that night. Like, we, we, we got to put on the masks and just drop off the dog. You guys. Oh, if you like were a serpent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be like... <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, tonight I'm, I'm out. I can't wait for Thursday where we just with the snake well and then the second step is he gets quizzed which he is uh practicing for this quiz where he has to say the six rules of being a serpent and yell them there's only six and here they are rule one a serpent never shows cowardice 
Rule two, if a serpent is killed or imprisoned, their, their family will be taken care of, which kind of happened with Jughead and his dad. Uh, number three is unknown. <laughs> uh, number four is no serpent is left for dead. Number five is a serpent never betrays his own. And number six, in unity, there is strength. So a lot of people are comparing this whole serpent initiation to the fight club has been the thing. I think the, uh, well, I mean, yeah, because like the gauntlet is just getting your ass beat. But mm-hmm. uh, I think number three, the one that's missing is just like you, got, you always got to wear your, or you got to get a tattoo. You got to get a tattoo with a or snake it's like on you, it. Or it's like you always wear the jacket. Yes. One or the other. Yeah. It has something to do with that. Like mm-hmm. it has to be, yeah. Something that like screaming wouldn't make sense for that part. Like, right. You got to get a tattoo. Okay, let's talk about Betty and what's going on with her. Okay. Perfect transition. Um, so... Betty, throughout this entire episode, she plays a very big role. She's constantly being called, uh, getting calls from the Black Hood and has a really interesting choice for a ringtone every time the Black Hood calls her. So Lollipop, 1958, came out. Very popular song. Blew up. Um, originally written by Julius Dixon and Beverly Ross. Got really popular by the Cordettes. 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 A little, little backstory to the Lollipop song, which is very interesting. Dixon was running late to meet up with Ross because his daughter got this lollipop stuck in her hair. <laughs> and so once they met up, they're like, yo, we got to sing with Lollipop's a funny word. Let's start singing it. And they just kept repeating it. <laughs> and that's the song because those are really the only lyrics. That song is Lollipop over and over again. Yeah. So but it's about uh, getting stuff stuck in your hair. Well, almost like almost like having something stuck in your hair and, and your hair unraveling. And that's what happens with Betty's hair throughout this episode. When we first see her, her hair is in a very tight signature ponytail. Uh, when she reveals to Archie that she's getting calls from the Black Hood, it's in a bun. And then by the very end of the episode, it's down. So I'm wondering if that's signifying that she's maybe losing control. Um, or her I sense like- of self. Or turning, turning, turning dark. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's losing a lot. How pissed is uh, Archie? Like, <laughs> like, you got a call from the Black Hood. Archie's not stoked about this. He's like, you got, we got to tell everyone. Well, I feel like Archie. I mean, he was waiting all those nights with a bat for the Black Hood. I think there's a part of Archie that almost feels a little rejected and hurt that the Black Hood is approaching Betty and not him because he really feels like the Black Hood is his target and i think archie really wishes that he could like archie gets called out later in the episode um after cheryl almost gets raped and the pussycats and veronica are the ones to rescue her where he wants to kind of do something and the girls say okay put down your cape which i think is so uh, it's just so archie in a nutshell i think every time we see archie he's always trying to be a hero of some point so i think him not being targeted by the black hood really really uh hits to that I feel like he's yeah, like you like you were saying last week. He's he's like upset. He's not the main, but I feel like he feels defeated. I feel like it, like he understands at this point the Black Hood's over him. Like like I, he still has that longing for the Black Hood, but I feel like he understands that. That's why he gets like all giddy when she's like, "Yo, the Black Hood called me." He's like, "What the? How has the Black Hood not called me?" <laughs> like. Also, I think Archie's confidence in this episode is also being jeopardized a lot. I mean, he really loved the Red Circle. That's no more. Okay. His girlfriend, Veronica's ex-boyfriend is in town uh, and shaking things up. And then the Black Hood, his one like arch nemesis, wants nothing to do with him. But one of Black Hood's first uh, priorities to Betty. Game changer. I thought, th- I thought this was, this was the first changer. thing I, I wrote down. While she's on the phone with the Black Hood, he says that he wants her to 
publish something, release something. It's about her mom and he emails it to her. And Betty's on the phone, but then opens up her, her computer, her Apple mail to be precise. And when she opens up her email, she gets this JPEG from the Black Hood that says shame.jpg. <laughs> and it's a screen grab of a front page of a newspaper. Uh, the with same pic- newspaper, Riverdale. It's, it's where she works. Where Yes, where Betty's mom works. And it says... This is like Southside, Southside Girl released on bail. Yes. And it's a picture of Betty's, what, mom? Yes, who uh, we now learn is from the South Side, which to us is mind-blowing because it seems like no one leaves Riverdale. So everyone would have known that. Why is this the first time we're hearing about this and why is she so ashamed of it? Uh, I'm baffled that the town just doesn't know about it. Like, I'm not trying to justify this. Like, <laughs> And then uh, it also makes us wonder, does she have any connection with the serpents. Definitely. Definitely. Right? And well, she kind of alludes to it is when, so they're having this open house party and uh, Hal says that Betty's mom is not going to attend and sends his regrets, her regrets. And all of a sudden we see shoes, we see legs. Hermione's like, oh my gosh, look at that. That sing- that song Thunder is playing. We think it's Cheryl. Like, imagine the dragon or something. <laughs> We think it's Cheryl, but we pan up to see it's actually Alice Cooper, who is wearing what? A snake necklace. Basically very inspired by, look what you made me do, Taylor Swift. But a lot of people are arguing on the internet, and maybe they shot this before the Taylor Swift video. And her um, outfit is very, very um, revealing. Provo- revealing. Uh, it's kind of like a short um, Oh, they, they know what they know what. The outfit looks like it's just we so. Don't need to explain it was that. so inappropriate to what everyone else. Is. It's more revealing than anything we've seen um, Betty wear on the show. Or ever. Cheryl, like, or Cheryl yeah. even. It's um, revealing for Cheryl. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Uh, what's so funny is like the slow motion scene, like looks sexy and like like oh she's killing it. But when Hiram's on stage, like talking to the audience and it like cuts to the audience, she does not look that dope. <laughs> well, she looks awkward because it yeah, looks, looks like awkward. it looks like everyone else is kind of dressed for this like classy event and she's like ready to go to Coachella. Like it just feels off. I feel them calling it five seasons, just like yeah, uh, a mistake of like. That's just lazy writing. That's just like, okay, let's make up a fake place or we couldn't get the sponsorship for a, for a hotel because no one wanted to have kids doing drugs in the hotel. Why did they just call it the Blitz Carlton? Yeah, 100%. Call it the Blitz Carlton. Like, the five seasons? That's so... Like, if I was four seasons, I would call that out. Yeah, you'd be like, okay, come on. We, we know what you were trying to There's not for. even five seasons. There isn't. At least call it three seasons or one season. Unless it's foreshadowing there's going to be five seasons of the series. Ooh, maybe like that's that. a, maybe they were like, hey, network, hey, CW, five seasons, right? I mean, right? We've already N- talked nudge, about nudge. it. We don't yeah. know if there's a third season, according to the car- actress who played Cheryl. I found that out when I tuned into her uh, her live Instagram yesterday. Well, we have still so many episodes to go. Twenty two, man. Yeah. Dude, no one, no one works that hard. Man, the mm-hmm. Riverdale cast, the hardest, hardest workers in well, yeah, Hollywood right now. Well, yeah, they're still filming in Vancouver. Um, okay. So they're at the five seasons. They're having the worst party ever. Uh, so, so what do we bust out at worst parties? <laughs> we're going to bust out some jingle jangle. Uh, and everyone partakes, including Archie, which is a big shocker because someone calls him a buzzkill before he's like, no, I'll do it. Prove everyone wrong. Well, but- Nick, Nick St. Clair calls him a buzzkill. Then everyone, then it cuts to every single person for just a moment of reaction shot. And everyone, you can kind of see in the back of their head or just saying like, he kind of is a buzzkill. He is kind of. Um, but Betty doesn't partake. I love how Reggie's like, I, I'm the one who gave it to him. Like just, just a small. Reggie had like two small lines in this, and, and it like, was like it was perfect. 
He's like, I gave him the jingle jangle. Like, it's like, okay, dude, yep, got it. Got it. Thank you. Yes, you are the resident d- drug dealer. Cheryl's the resident it girl. Reggie's the resident drug dealer. Noted. But it's all good that you're the drug dealer. We're not talking to you about where you get your drug. Like, pretty much the whole problem with the series and the show, like, and pretty much like one of the worst things in Riverdale is this drug trafficking, and we're not <laughs> investigating Reggie at all. Yep. Well, I mean, we're not investigating who cures cancer, so why should we investigate, you know, the drug deals going on in Riverdale? So, yeah, so we cut to Nick. He's right mid-sentence of a story about running into Wonder Woman multiple times. We get it. You live in New York, Nick. Why didn't it? Why? I would be at that party talking about the local hero who cured cancer. That's what I'd be talking about the part. I think that, that would get me hyped. I would take some Jingle Jangle. I'd be so hyped on that. Do you think Nick reads the paper, though? Looks like someone who even reads? Well, no. I mean, just like Kevin could have mentioned it. Kevin, you know, like, like, yes. like somebody, that's a conversation piece. Like, oh. cool, you saw Wonder Woman. Love it. Love her. Gail Gadot. Beautiful. Wonderful. Literally. Speaking somebody of in celebrities. Town, <laughs> someone in town cured cancer. Local celebrity. Local celebrity. You're going to need another glass, girl. Like... <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that's so crazy. Yeah. So Nick is like completely creepy this entire episode. And what's even weirder towards the end as the party's winding down. Well, Betty, uh, one of the other things the Black Hood tells Betty to do is she needs to break ties with Veronica. So she breaks up that friendship, which is really also heartbreaking because, um, you know, Betty and Veronica could have been set up in this show to be, you know, um, up against each other to get the attention of Archie. We could have had a love triangle there. They never really fully forced that. Instead, these these two have been best friends from the beginning. Season five, yo. Season, could be season, season five. five. Um, so to see that sisterhood and that bond broken up, it was kind of heartbreaking, and I think both were really affected by it. But what's even weirder is we cut to Betty leaves the party, and she's waiting for a bus? Well, in, in Riverdale, lore, Riverdale lore, she doesn't have a car, and she doesn't drive yet. Right. And but God, that's my only justification. And, and, God, and I guess they don't have Uber or whatever they would call Uber in Riverdale world. Yeah, last point on, on Nick St. Clair. Very similar to when Oliver showed up in the OC, if you remember the OC, and got between Marissa and Ryan, like another kind of pathological liar, another person who... who abuses power another person who lives in a hotel so yeah i mean i just that's another was also described as a cookie cutter villain which you were even saying his lines feel very much stereotypical what you would assume a high school villain says i mean just i'm just more like a high school kid creepy high school kid in general like like his lines are so bad so bad um not that other people's are better but (laughs) um i don't even need to get into it but just the the dropping something in somebody's drink is just like the worst i mean you just have to be just the worst human being on earth. Like, like that's not even like just, that's just blatantly just terrible. Well, and it's also crazy. And horrible. It's and horrible. So wrong. So wrong. So evil. So evil. But it fits his character. It makes sense. If he has access to Jingle Jangle, he would have access to roofies. Also curious, where'd he get the roofies from? Oh, I'm sure he brought those from New York. Let's like, hope so. I hope Reggie didn't give those to him. Reggie, Reggie would not. Reggie, Reggie's he's a straight so, shooter. Reggie does not sell that shit. So we end this episode with a lot of worlds being shattered, specifically Betty's world. Um, she, her mom hates her. Um, she was had to break up with Jughead, which she made Archie do through Messenger, which then... Talk about that for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Archie and Jughead scene. Oof. Oof. Good acting. Because the whole episode, Archie's just kind of like not saying anything when Mm-mm. shit's going down. Yep. Like, even that whole Veronica-Betty um, fight, he just stands there. Yeah. 
And he's feeling a lot of, he's feeling kind of powerless, I think, throughout this whole episode. He's very powerless this episode. But where does he get his power? When he breaks up with Jughead. It's both, you know, an allusion to him breaking up with Jughead just as much as him breaking up for Betty. Yeah, and I I was almost, uh, it's almost surprising that he didn't get to the level of being like, and why didn't you call me, Black Hood? I could have also done the things you asked me to, because it felt like that that anger was coming out too. Back to Betty, publishing something before Alice. Yes, so Betty publishes the story about her mom, uh, just kind of like how, without asking anyone, just publishing it, much like how her mother... Uh, the texting arch while lifting. Yes, telling him that she did it. Um, but much like how Alice just posts in Riverdale's paper um, about the whole uh, cipher without telling anyone. Well, she published... That's her thing. She's, that's her like, thing. she's done that a few times. Like, oh yeah, it's already published. It's already published. This is the first time it was already published in a high school paper. Yep. Um, that goes back to just in terms of circulation, also Bloom Gold's in color. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. And when does it come out? Is it mm-hmm. daily? Is it weekly? Well, what was your high school paper? Was it like a mine thing? It was like monthly. monthly. Yeah. So, and then also, but that was kind of pre utilizing the internet as much as we do. Like, wouldn't you think like high school papers now, they probably don't even print them anymore to save trees. Um, great episode. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happened. If you're a fan of Riverdale, if you want to be on the podcast, send us an email. If you're affiliated with the show, let us know. We'd love to interview you. Not even interview. We actually probably love to hang out. Yeah, we can also uh, just hang out. Hang out. Take take some jingle jangle. Like yeah. whatever, whatever you want to do. Whatever like be cool. Do. Like Facetime. I don't know. Um, all or right. Have a hotel party that doesn't suck. We'll we'll organize. Do that. we have hotels tonight? We get some cheap rates sometimes. Yeah. Um, we live close to the Roosevelt in Hollywood. We you do, know, and they love us there. They love us there. Um, Standard Hotel loves, loves us. us. There. Um, but Hotels Tonight, the app just loves, loves us. And also so like, Hotels Tonight, if you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, let us oh, know. We don't even have to say that. We're already doing it. Yeah, we are. Um, yeah, a lot of great hotels in Los Angeles. I'm sure you guys, like the cast members, have stayed at a couple of these ones before. Um, there's actually standards all across the country. Um, you know, so yeah, let's have a cool, listen, just like, you know, if you're a fan of the show, you want to have a hotel party, like, you know, we get, get a sick hotel. We'll just like talk about Riverdale, maybe watch some episodes, watch some eps. No. Yeah. Dress up, whatever. We're going to do it. Uh, Halloween, no, 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 Riverdale, uh, hotel party. Okay. Well, that's us. This is the hot take Riverdale podcast. Bye. Yeah. In early December, we'll be doing a live, uh, show. In 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 um, Echo Park, so you know, get tickets to that. We'll be posting the event soon. Um, Virgil, yeah, um, we have a date at the Largo. We're just gonna go see a show at the Largo. But if you're if you're coming, also be at um, Roger Room after the show uh, with some microphones. If you want to join us, Uh, this Friday we'll be at three clubs, just having some drinks. Um, Stop by and join us. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, check out the it's the hot take.com. Um, oh, oh, oh. It means the Nintendo's might be on Woot.com soon. <laughs> oh, it means you have to also, have to do our Woot. meeting. <laughs> All right. <laughs>